Welcome to the Legacy and Faith Show featuring estate and tax attorney Paul Grant. The Legacy and Faith Show is about the journey of discovering how to create plans that protect wealth and family values for generations. And now the host of the Legacy and Faith Show, Paul Grant. Along with co-host Mark Holland, another edition of the Legacy and Faith Show with Paul Grant. Hello there, Paul. Hi, Mark. Good to see you once again. And we are talking this week about a subject that should be filled with joy, and that is inheriting money. Yeah, but, that, that should be uh, really nice for people, right? But there are, <laughs> but there are some pitfalls. And there can you be. You run into a lot of these with uh, people you see, or do you? Are things a little bit different in your practice? You try and help people avoid some of the pitfalls of inheriting. How can there be pitfalls inheriting money? Yeah, really. Um, well, it, it, they do exist, though, don't they? Mm. And as a matter of fact, uh, you've been around me long enough to know uh, some of the stories that we've talked about and even some of the statistics. But there really are pitfalls, um, and um, it, really good planning is one of the objectives so that these pitfalls can be mitigated or even completely removed. And, you know, we could start at the very beginning, which is one of the pitfalls is how easy is it to actually close your estate? Is the administration ready? Do we have good, strong documents? Do we have a good, strong will or is it a template? Do we have a strong trust or is it a template? So in other words, um, if we've started at the planning stage, that should lead us into, well, this is a smooth transition, or it's a bumpy transition. Mm. So sometimes just right out of the gate, it could be really difficult for people to actually get what they are entitled to. And probate can last up to six to nine months. Most of the time in Washington, it's it's between that time frame. Um, but I've had probates last for over two years when there's difficulties and unexpected things that happen in death. And so there are plenty and plenty and plenty of pitfalls, unfortunately, when we're talking about inheriting money. Mm. And um, but your company is called Planning with Purpose. Planning with Purpose. So that's right. That that, that is true. And people have a good a good plan and a purpose. Maybe purpose uh, Christian purposes in their giving and their for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so I want to touch on a lot of these different uh, topics here that that you've brought to the table t- with today's show and probably next week's as well, which is, well, what are some of the pitfalls? What are what are some of the statistics? Um, and really, how do we avoid this? So how do we put together a good plan? And ultimately, uh, what you just brought to the table right there, well, how do we do this with intentionality? Mm-hmm. And not just intentionality to help our kids, but intentionality so that the kingdom of God can continue to grow. Um, you know, we have been given stewardship, and I think that we use that word in Christianity um, almost to mean frugal. And that's actually not what the word means at all. It actually means an administrator of distribution. And so we are to be distributing what God has put in our hands, not hoarding what God has put in our hands, not being frugal even. It is the, it is the concept of being a distributor. And distributor for what purpose? Well, for the purpose of building God's kingdom. And so we look at even the word stewardship, and I'm not so sure, specifically as it relates to estate planning, um, that the body of Christ has really gotten it right yet. And that's one of the main reasons I have this radio show is because I do really do have a passion that we utilize what God has placed in our hands to build his kingdom. 
and for his kingdom purposes so that um, the gospel can go to the ends of the earth. And you know what? We cannot do that without finances. This doesn't happen by just a tree growing in our backyard. If you have that type of a tree, please invite me over and let me see it. I'd like to know the secret of you having a money tree. Um, And so since that's not how God operates in this earth realm, he has chosen to use us, then we need to have a strong plan. And yes, um, we need to take care of our family, but not at the sacrifice, actually, of making sure that God's kingdom, our first, hopefully, our first and greatest priority is to build what God has given for us to do, which is, again, to make sure that the gospel goes throughout the entire earth. And that happens by being good stewards, being good administrators of giving out, not hoarding. Mm. And so, um, so yeah, there's plenty of pitfalls. And some of it is just an ideology, which is a, well, I've been told or everyone else just leaves money to their kids. And so isn't that what I'm supposed to do? Well, I don't know because we haven't talked yet. Mm. And so we need to sit down and and uncover, well, what is it that God has purposed in your heart? And how much is to go to your family? How much is it to go to building his kingdom? And my suggestion is that there's probably a healthy balance in there someplace Mm. for most individuals. Mm. Um, But yet... If we just do it according to the ways of the world, which, by the way, is exactly the opposite of what we're supposed to be doing as Christians, is living according to the ways and the standards of the world, then – but if we just do it like the world does it, which is I'm just going to hoard everything and then I'm going to pass it on to the next generation, mm. well, have we missed an amazing opportunity um, of building God's kingdom with what he's given us. Well, a statistic that might give some people pause is that uh, most beneficiaries will spend all of their inheritance money. And, that uh, is very true. Is that really what you want to see happen with uh, your the money that you've saved up and somebody's within like a year or two? Yeah, so there there's multiple, multiple studies on this topic, which is that the average inheritance is gone in 18 months. Mm, wow. Um, 18 months. Now, if we use what I just said earlier, which is probate is six to nine of those, then that really means that someone is spending their inheritance in nine to 12 months. And so I would say that within about a year. No matter how much. And yes. Almost. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that is very true as well. Mm-hmm. So if somebody receives a million dollars, unfortunately, I could tell you stories of people spending well over a million dollars in two years or less. It just, it is unbelievable Mm. to the average individual, Mm. but yet free money is looked at very differently. And it's a, it's a mentality thing, which is we save and we hoard what is ours. In other words, what we have built. Um, Again, I'm not advocating that that's the proper biblical method of saving up money. But we look at our own personal money very, very differently than money that is given to us freely. There was an article a couple of years ago that I read that said the average lottery winner goes to bankruptcy and the stat was 80% of lottery winners. Mm. So 80%. Why? Because they were never prepared. It was free money. It came out, out of the blue. It was not anticipated. It wasn't built and managed, and it was not administrated 
to get to that level. It was a blank check that was dropped on them. And most inheritors demonstrate those same characteristics, which is I'm going to receive free money and I'm not prepared for it. I haven't been trained with it. And more than 50% of people receive an inheritance that is greater than what they personally have. And so, therefore, um, those individuals are at a very high risk of not having the financial fortitude and not having the skills and the training. So they're going to fall into that same 80% as lottery winners do. Um, A 2017 uh, article from Prudential, uh, a financial company. So financial companies is – are actually the ones who do the studies um, because they want to trace money. They want to see where where does money go. And so Prudential did an article that said 70% of inheritors lose everything that is given to them. Mm. 70%. So Mm. that that means 7 out of 10 people receive money and lose everything. Not not pay off houses, not – um, actually invest it, mm. not save it for a rainy day. They lose it. They squander it. They spend it. Why? Because they're not trained and they're not ready. And so, therefore, if these are true articles, if these stats are true, and by the way, it's over and over and over that this statistic comes um, in almost anything I read, that there are far more people who lose what they receive than take care of it properly. And so um, so that that's problematic. Mm. And so if you have a vision that says, um, I'm what God has given me, I am supposed to be a strong administrator over. So again, to me, in my opinion, that does not mean hoarding, and it actually does not mean to be frugal. It means to be an, um, an administrator and a distributor. For what purposes are really up to you. So therefore, does losing everything line up with your values as an individual? Is that what you have been given or is that the purpose of what you've been given is to hand it off to your kids so that they can blow it? And most people would say no, but so so here I have a big I have a big butt problem, Mark. Okay. I have a big butt problem, All right? <clears throat> And and that is, clients say, yeah, but, mm. yeah, but, my kids, and here's the problem. I believe that we have been amazingly created after the one who has given us life. So we are formed in his image. And that image is an image of love, of grace, and of mercy. So I believe that that is when we accept Christ and, and our, we are renewed in our spirit, that we begin to take after his heart and that that image starts to come out, hopefully, of us. And what that image does is that it has us look at our children, very similar to how we look at our children, and it, or God looks at us, um, and we start looking at our children at, with through those eyes of mercy and through those eyes of love. So in other words... I'm not so sure that I ever see my kids properly. And everyone or anyone who's listened to this radio show for any length of time knows that my two girls are perfect. And it's just the way it is. And it's it, right because, because I have hopefully 
designed by my creator, the ability to give grace and mercy over my children. So then when I have parents come to me and I talk to them about this issue of, but but 80% of lottery winners go to bankruptcy, is this what you want your children to do with what they've received from you? And the parents enter into a big but problem, which is, yeah, but... My kids make good money. My kids save money. My kids, and what we are confusing um, or what I see a lot of is that um, we are looking at two inaccurate alignments, which is, number one, we're created to see our children with grace and mercy. And so, number one, we're trying to cover our children's weaknesses. And then number two is that we mistakenly attribute free money as if it's the same thing as money that they've earned. So they could go have a good paying job. They could be putting into their 401k and their IRA and doing everything else. And yet when they get the free money, it will be Mm. viewed differently. Mm. And so therefore we are trying to make a perception of what they do with their money as if that's what they'll do with inherited money. Now, here's also the other problem. I've heard this many times over, but when I received money, I saved it. So you're telling me that your kids run their finances exactly like you do and have exactly the same financial values. Mm. There is no way. Um, But the generation before me, so a majority of my clients in their 60s, 70s, 80s, um, they were raised by people who went through the Great Depression, and there was a frugality that that came out of um, my grandparents' mode that was instilled in my parents, which then my parents made money and were more liberal with me, so then I'm more liberal with my money. And so I don't reflect the same mm. financial values as what my parents do. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying it is. And so therefore, um, to suggest that, well, because I managed money in a certain way, that my kids will manage money in a certain way is completely false. So we have a lot of these fallacies that we are constantly competing with. Number one is, but the world just gives it away, but we're not supposed to act like the world. Number two is that, but my kids are savers. Well, that, but we don't know what they do with free money. And then, well, because I did it, that my kids will do it. Mm. No, that's completely wrong. Mm. So we need to uh, jump over some of these hurdles and really hone in to what does God want for us for his kingdom purposes. And that should really be our first question. Some of the pitfalls of inheriting money this week on the Legacy and Faith Show with Paul Grant. People are intrigued. They want to find out more about planning with purpose and your services. How do they get in touch with you, Paul? Head over to our website. It's LegacyandFaith.com. There's past radio shows. There's um, educational sessions that are coming up, as well as ways to communicate with us. So head over to LegacyandFaith.com. Back with more of the Legacy and Faith Show with Paul Grant in just a moment. Hi, this is Paul Grant with the Legacy and Faith Show. Hosea 4.6 says, My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. God's people need to be fully prepared in managing their finances and ensuring that their wealth is properly transferred. It is our passion to bring this knowledge to the body of Christ. If your church would benefit from having a financial 
an estate session that is biblically based, then I encourage you to reach out to us so that we can help design and implement a specific and strategic session for your church. Or if you are interested in estate planning services, then I likewise encourage you to reach out to us. You can go to LegacyInFaith.com and receive all the information you need. Again, go to LegacyInFaith.com. Many families realize that with the passing of each generation, their family legacy is disappearing and they're feeling regret. To alleviate this heartache, Memories Worth Telling writes their family story and creates a beautiful heirloom book to preserve their unique history. Go to MemoriesWorthTelling.com to schedule your initial consultation and learn how they can capture your legacy. Once again, that's MemoriesWorthTelling.com. We now return to the Legacy and Faith Show, featuring estate and tax attorney Paul Grant, and continue today's practical discussion to apply biblical principles for kingdom purposes. Along with co-host Mark Holland, Legacy and Faith Show with Paul Grant this week, looking at some of the pitfalls of inheriting money. Didn't know there were pitfalls. A lot of very alarming statistics, Paul. Yeah, and they continue on. So a a 2015 Money Magazine, because remember, the financial institutions, Money Magazine and Prudential and um, many others, um, do these uh, surveys. And uh, the Money Magazine article says that it takes an average inheritor 19 days to buy a new car. (laughs) So, in other words, if you did not just simply hold on to your own money and instead you bought your kids a car that would take out the statistic so but but here's the thing is that 19 days before they have determined that they need a new car and that that's going to be in their best financial long-term interest um, 19 days to go out and spend anywhere from 20 to forty thousand dollars because now they need a car so God only knows what they would have done with their old car if you had not died. Um, I mean, it's, it's a really good thing that you went home to be with Jesus because somebody needed a new car. Um, and so uh, the reason I like statistics is because um, I'm really not making these up. These are actual things that I've researched. This is what I do. This is where I look at. And so uh, a 2017 article from that came out of uh, – the UK said that 40% of adults have already determined how they will spend their inheritance. So that's even before you've died. They've already determined that they're going to spend their money in a certain way. Um, and by the way, these are the top four things that they have already determined that they're going to spend their money according to this 2017 article, which is number one, they want to go on a vacation. So they want your money so that they can go and, and spend it on a vacation. Um, here's the buying the new car. So that's number two. The second thing that they're going to do within 19 days is they're going to buy their vacation first, then buy their new car. Uh, then they want to fix a home and then they finally want to get to their debt is that they mm. want to pay off debt, mm. which by the way, if they're in debt, what do you think they're going to do um, after they inherit? Well, they're going to get right back into debt. And so they're in debt because of poor financial decisions and and so they're going to pay off debt just to get right back into debt. Now, these are some of the things that I've seen multiple times over and over, which is you pay off debt and then all of a sudden the credit card six months later is right back to where it was. And so, um, so money is not a solution to maturity. And so money does not create maturity. As a matter of fact, 
you can view what people do with their money. And if free money is dropped on them, then this is unfortunately what typically is going to happen. Um, I just, and by the way, this is not a Christian, non-Christian issue. This has literally been the past two weeks of conversations with, um, with someone who, a client of mine just passed away. And they're Christian children. They're very, very nice people. Super great people. Every conversation has been, how much is this going to cost? And the math equation is, but then that means I get so much less. So isn't that an interesting mentality? You lost your father two weeks ago, and yet I, I just can't make this stuff up. This, this is why actually having a practice is good. And all I have heard from these inheritors is, well, if it costs that much, but but we were left this much debt and we have to do this. And that means that we're only getting this much money. The entire focus is on how much they are going to get. It slips right into this mentality, right into this mentality. And we see it spread throughout God's word. Uh, I mean, the prodigal son is a primary example of um, here. The audacity is go to dad while he's still living and say, I want my inheritance. So, then what does he do? Well, we know the story. He takes his inheritance and he turns to the world. Now, here is the key issue, is that the inheritor turned to the mentality and thought process of the world. And then they were sucked up into the ways of the world on how to spend their money, on what to do. So they partied all day, all the time. They, they brought friends over and they were looking for their satisfaction through worldly relationships, worldly manners, worldly ways. And that ended up creating a run of money that was being cared for in a godly way. And so now we end up knowing the story, which is, well, the story is beautiful. It, we, we turn back to the father. The father runs out to the son and puts on a ring and shoes and garments and, and, and reasserts him back in. But, but the whole point is that the heart of man is on full demonstration when something is put into their hands. It's not the opposite. It's not because the money was put into their hands that all of a sudden their heart went wild. It's that their heart was already set to follow after the ways of the world versus following after the heart and the passion of God. Now, um, in, in 1 Corinthians 4, verse number 2, well, actually, I'm going to start with one. It says, let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. So remember that word, the stewards. Verse 2 goes, Moreover, it is required of stewards that a man be found faithful. I really like that verse. That it's required of someone who is a steward to be found faithful. It's a heart issue. It's really not a money issue. Um, the heart is what drives our financial decisions. It's not vice versa. And so, um, and again, like I've told you in this show already, that word stewards in 1 Corinthians 4, 2, it means a house of a distributor, the house of a distributor, not a house of a hoarder, not even a house of a responsible person, not even a house of a frugal person. It is a house of a distributor. You know, 
Wealth is intended to flow through our hands for God's purposes. It's not meant to be stored up. As a matter of fact, mm. we have stories in in the word of the man who built his barns up. And he said, I am going to build barns. I am going to store what has been given to me. And then I am going to put my feet up and rest. If you look at that parable, everything about the attitude is I. I, I, I. It is not about Heavenly Father, because you live in me and I am grateful, tell me by the sweetness of your Holy Spirit, what is the vision of how this money is to flow through my hands to build your purposes here on on earth? Mm. And it is a very big disparity of why do we have finances. It is not to hoard. It is not to run after the ways and the systems of the world. It is to build the kingdom of God and have his purposes. So then Mm. it comes full circle of, well, what does your estate plan say? Is it to hoard up and to pass off to your kids? Is that what God has told you to do? And or is it a part to be I am to prolificate the gospel of Jesus Christ through the ends of the earth with what God has given me. I am to actually be a steward, one who allows it to flow through my hands. Well, that's what we have for today. I know that we're up against the clock here. And so head over to LegacyAndFaith.com where there's more information um, about past podcasts, uh, ways to get a hold of the firm. So again, head over to Legacy. online teaching there too. Yep, online Mm -hmm. um, shows and education. Mm -hmm. Yep, and more is coming up. Mm -hmm. And so um, our website, LegacyAndFaith.com. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. LegacyAndFaith.com. We'll talk more about this next week, Inheriting Money, some of those pitfalls. Always great stuff, the Legacy and Faith Show with Paul Grant on KCIS. Thank you for joining us for the Legacy and Faith Show. You can find more information about the show and Paul Grant at LegacyandFaith.com. Join us next week at the same time as we learn to build God's kingdom and continue our journey on how to protect wealth and family values for generations. All discussions on the Legacy and Faith Show are intended to be about general legal issues. If a situation applies to you, then we encourage you to seek specific legal advice. Please do not rely upon any discussions from this program in place of having a personal relationship with your attorney. Any listener question that may have been answered also does not constitute legal advice and does not establish a client-attorney relationship.